Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, and in this episode, we have Sean Mitchell, who is the co-founder and CEO of Resi, which you can find at rentresi.com. Resi is shaking up the status quo of the real estate space, making it easier for landlords and tenants. On the landlord side, they take all the risk out of the equation by guaranteeing their income and taking every aspect of the renting process in-house so Resi handles everything. Vacancy and vetting are a thing of the past. For tenants, they build a fast, easy, and free experience to help renters find their next home, starting with an online approval process. They remove the broker fees. They replace unnecessary bias with financial eligibility and secure background checks. It's a fair market for everyone. In this episode, we go through Sean's experience growing the company, including going through Y Combinator early on, the world's top accelerator, how he pivoted early on in that experience and really changed the entire business model, how they grew from that and then raised millions of dollars to finance the business after that and the growth they've really experienced even going through COVID now and how they're managing that as well. So many insights from Sean in this episode, lots of different actionable takeaways, and I can't wait for you to listen. As always, the show notes are justgogrind.com slash podcast, and you can support the show by leaving a rating and review over an Apple podcast. Without further ado, here is Sean Mitchell, co-founder and CEO of Resi. Sean, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you on and talk all about Resi, which I really like what you're doing with this in terms of helping people with rent. But for people who aren't familiar with Resi, could you give a little overview of what the company does? Yeah, sure. So Resi is the only rental marketplace where you can find, tour, and lease an apartment within five minutes all from your phone. Uh, And you can do that entirely for free. Um, You know, the way we work is that uh, we partner with landlords to create a fully automated leasing experience. Uh, so you as, as a potential renter are fully in control. You can find your, your apartment on our platform. You can do a 3d tour. You can tour the apartment itself and it's entirely remote. So, you know, complete social distancing. And if you love the apartment, you can apply our software will, uh, due diligence, you make a decision. And, uh, if you're approved, you can, you can close right there. And again, all, all entirely for free. So, um, that's awesome. And there's a lot to dig into with that, and we will, we will get into all of that, the business sure. model behind it and everything. But what I want to get started, too, is how did this get started in the first place, Sean? Yeah, so uh, myself and my co-founders, uh, Keenan and Hirsch, you know, we, we all kind of you know, had careers in New, York, in New York City. And I feel like any, anyone who's lived in New York City for any period of time has gone through uh, you know, the rental market uh, and... and uh, all every person who has gone through the New York City rental market realizes, I think, intrinsically what the uh, broken elements of that experience are. Uh, you know, for myself, uh, the the key experience that I think kind of launched the concept for Resi in my mind was uh, an apartment search I was doing. Um, you know, back in uh, 2012, I was looking for an apartment and I was uh, searching. Uh, went to about 40 different apartment tours. I was working with a couple of different agents and ended up finding my own apartment uh, by myself, uh, just doing research and and, uh, showing up to the building. And then right after I moved in, uh, there, one of the agents I was working with came to, uh, came to my apartment after I executed the lease, Mm -hmm. uh, banged on my door and proceeded to tell me that I owed 
uh, I owed them you know, thousands of dollars, even though, what? again, like I said, I found the, I found the apartment. I went through the application process. Like I did it all myself. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. when I, when I, when I saw the expectation that m merely by having met me before this person felt, you know, entitled to, um, thousands of dollars, like it just became clear to me, like, okay, there's something crazy going on here in, in this marketplace. And, you know, after digging into it, uh, you know, with Keenan and Hirsch, what we, what we realized um, was that, you know, there's this entire uh, business around finding and placing tenants. And that process, you know, it's a very important process that landlords need. It's also obviously for every renter in America, something that you, you, know, you go through on a regular basis. And yet it had been largely uh, untouched by uh, technology. And there was a lot of opportunities to um, integrate, automate, and also de-risk that experience for both landlords and tenants. And so um, after spending a lot of time on, <laughs> on it, uh, we, uh, you know, we think we found uh, you know, pretty cool ways to do that. And with that, so that's in 2012, you had that experience, which is like the very, very beginning of an idea of this is broken. At what point does this become a, a company where you're like, okay, we're actually going to pursue this idea, solve this, this problem. When does that happen then? Sean? Yeah. It, yeah. It didn't, uh, it, it was not, I mean, I think some, some founders, they have a genius idea, uh, or they have this idea and then they go and start something that was totally not Resi's journey. <laughs> like I had that experience and then, you know, probably like most people who have an experience like that, I just kind of said, Oh, well, moved on in life. Um, and you know, uh, I would say back in, um, in 2015, uh, Keenan, who's one of my co-founders, uh, approached, approached me really as an angel investor, frankly, into, uh, a completely other business model, completely other business idea. And, um, you know, it was my opportunity to start to look at just the startup space. Cause I, you know, I started my career at JP Morgan and I was working at a, at a, uh, hedge fund at the time. I had really not thought about the entrepreneurial path as, as something that I would pursue, but in, in working with Keenan on, uh, on that concept for the better part of a year, that kind of introduced me to the space. Um, and then he and I, you know, in 2016 kind of sat down and, um, you know, <laughs> you know, we had numerous brainstorming sessions where we're like, what's a big problem we can solve? What's a big problem we can solve? And I think a core principle that um, I still carry to this day that I think was, you know, uh, top of mind at that point was, you know, you want to solve a problem that you know, right? Like you want to solve a problem yeah. that like, you know, really well, because, you, you know, if you're the customer then a lot of things will come to you innately. And we just like looked at each other and we were like, man, renting just sucks, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's, it's just, just terrible. Yeah, it's just a bad experience. It's just bad all around. It's like completely disjointed. It's wildly expensive. Like you don't even know if like you're being fairly evaluated, right? Um, there's just all these issues. Um, and we, uh, you know, we kind of started to circle around that idea. Um, and in the process of, you know, looking for, you know, now you have a, this concept, you need a, you know, a technical co-founder who can translate concepts to actual uh, reality into a product. And uh, we were fortunate enough to meet Hirsch right after. So Hirsch had just gotten married 
and had just gone through an apartment search process. And <laughs> we literally sat down with him and we were like, hey, man, we think that we should do something in this space. And, and he's just, I mean, Hirsch is a very like thoughtful and intense guy. And I just saw the resolve in his eyes to solve this problem. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, uh, the rest the rest is kind of history. So that's we, amazing. I, yeah, I think we all kind of we all bonded around this idea that, you know, access to housing is a core is human need, right? Um, and if if you can't access housing because of uh, friction that is either intentional or unintentional, uh, you know that has really large uh, impact to you know your your life and the quality of life. So uh, we knew it was an important problem to solve, and you know, that's kind of why we dug in. Yeah, and with that, diving a little bit deeper on it, I know uh, you guys end up going through Y Combinator. Mm-hmm. Take me through the thought process behind that. You had this idea for this thing. You have, you know, we're going to solve this problem, and you're like, okay, does that instantly go to well, let's try to go through an accelerator, or like, what was your thinking behind trying to get into Y Combinator? Yeah, no, uh, I mean, like many things with Resi, I can't really, I can't really say that like there was. Uh, this brilliant epiphany that said, "Hey, we should apply to YC." It's totally not that. Um, a fr- you know, friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, um, who had gone through Y Combinator and you know was in the path of uh, building his business. You know, he and I were um, you know, we were grabbing a drink in uh, in 2016, and uh, you know, I was I I was more than anything just curious like curious about what that process was like, not even necessarily looking to go through YC. And at the time, I'm ashamed to say, like, I didn't realize what YC was. Like, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> after you apply and like you get it and you're like, oh, like these guys are, you know, um, you know, like the top of the top in terms like of- cream the crop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like when I first learned about it, I, I didn't know anything about YC. I was just like, oh, that sounds cool. Uh, but, yeah. people listening yeah. and understand this like oh my gosh sean are you kidding me yeah. um but no he he you know he, he kind of encouraged me and he said you know the one i mean there's so many good things i can talk about the yc experience and things that i took out of it but I, one of the things he um helped me really anchor my mind around was you know they're gonna teach you uh how to build your business like they're gonna they're gonna invest in you and then show you all of the like ugly, messy parts of building a company that you need to really uh, get a hold on and grip onto in order to uh, be successful. And I think, you know, that was true for my YC experience. It's definitely true, uh, uh, you know, uh, now at YC. And, um, you know, I think they they were pretty critical for us um, for a lot of reasons. For that experience, then during YC, you mentioned you know some of the, the messy, critical parts of that. Like, what were some of those things that they helped you with at that time? <laughs> yeah. So okay. So our YC experience is well. I, I actually don't know if it's very unique, but I think it's unique. We so we show up. I remember this is January fourth, twenty seventeen. Um, we all show up, and um, at that point, our business model was very different, and. Um, we kind of all sat in a room, you know, we were all coming from New York and we all you know, rented a house and it was, you know, we're all just living and working inside of, you know, this residence. So, yeah. Uh, and we went to our first group partner meeting at YC. And <laughs> I remember essentially going in there and saying, Hey, I think that 
our business is going to be successful. And I gave some answer, some answer that was just completely terrible. It was a bad answer. And I, for like 30 minutes, I remember just being drilled on, okay, well, why you need landlords and tenants to use this, right? Okay, well, why are tenants going to want to use it? Why are landlords going to want to use it? Well, what are their core problems? Well, how well have you researched that? Like, which segment of the landlord market are you going to talk to? Are you talking to the you know consumer? Are you talking to the semi-institutional? Like, the depth and veracity of how, you know, they thought about, you know, customer acquisition and market segmentation. Um, I had never engaged that that uh, intently before. And then I remember after that meeting, you know, <laughs> being, being told like everybody else, like, okay, your goal is to, uh, your goal as a company is to uh, grow every single week. They gave you, you know, they said, we want you to grow every single week. You're going to work for 10 weeks and then you're going to pitch. And I remember coming back home and just feeling like, whoa. <laughs> like these guys they they get this to a level that's like um you know it, it is is mastery of the craft right that they that they had and and i was you kind of i think in many times in in your career you get like moments where you get uh reminded about how little you know <laughs> and that was one of, one of those moments uh for me but um but I think, yeah, our, our YC experience really was um, transformative because it basically, very early on, we actually pivoted um, from, you know, at the time we were we were just largely offering, you know, software tool uh, to landlords to do uh, applicant due diligence. And we, within a you know, week and a half or so of being at Y Combinator, decided, okay, you know what? we're going to fully automate the leasing experience. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to take complete control of the leasing experience by leasing the apartments ourselves. And so that's, 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 and we started to do that. With that then switch with that switch. So obviously a lot of different companies, they pivot, they find out some, some insight or something they discover that makes them do that. When you change into that model, then, I mean, what were some of the first things you did then to, to grow that out? Well, I mean, so it was a pretty substantial pivot, right? So yeah. I mean, basically <laughs> we went, like, you know, again, this is January 2017. We went from, uh, you know, we're going to try and offer a largely a due diligence service, right? Which, um, you know, there were 50 of them probably in the market at the time that had any real traction. Um, and we, uh, you know, I remember at that time, we were essentially saying, okay, we are going to use our ability to price risk and understand how long it takes to lease apartments, understand how uh, tenants perform when they're in terms of credit performance when they when they uh, lease an apartment. And we're going to use all of that to turn residential leases into an asset class. Like those two things are very, very, very distinct, right? Yeah. <laughs> but actually leverage much of the same intelligence to do both of the th both things. Um, and so, you know, once we, once we made the decision that we were going to do that, we literally completed the pivot. And when I say completed the pivot, we literally went from offering this, uh, due diligence platform to completing the first, uh, leasing transaction inside of about 17 days in Jeez. January. Yeah. And that's literally like we went, we like shipped the MVP of the product. We got the first contracts done. We used you know, the last little bit of money that the company had to close the first deal. And we found and leased to those tenants inside of that time window. And it was really, really fast. And, the, you know, I credit YC in that in this regard also for, you know, really pushing and honing on like, 
uh, iteration and moving quickly. And so we were able to, you know, we kind of pivoted and had our first paying customer on the new business model all inside of the month of January 2017. And then from there, um, you know, we kind of began to grow the platform further. With with that, going back for a second, so you you have this leasing agreement, you buy out, then and using most like a, a large chunk of your cash to do so. Take me through that decision and that process of going through that, then that first one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the company at the time, I think we had in total, and there's you know six of us in California. None of us are really like collecting salaries. I think in total at the time, the company had about a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Um, and to do the first deal was going to cost about 50,000. Jeez. Um, (laughs) and so there was a, you know, Keenan and I, for the most of January, essentially just like, we're on the phones, calling landlords, calling landlords, calling landlords. And, you know, we finally uh, were fortunate enough to find a landlord who was intrigued enough by the concept, really liked the idea. Um, we went out and met with her, we discussed the terms. And it became clear, okay, to do this deal, it's going to cost us $50,000. And so Keenan, Hirsch, and I are uh, on our way. So we were staying in Mountain View during our time at YC, but um, we were in uh, San Francisco for some reason. I actually can't remember. But we were on our way back to Mountain View from San Francisco. And that was probably the quietest ride <laughs> back. Because, I mean, we essentially got in the car, and I, like, I was just like, guys, look, either we go we essentially have to go all in like if this doesn't work we basically have spent like between what it was going to cost us to stay in um in mountain view we essentially would would have spent all our money right so i you know and we kind of all came to that realization like okay well we're just gonna this is gonna require us taking a really big big leap but i think the I think the lesson that I've certainly taken from that experience, uh, I think we all have, is, you know, there are times in being an entrepreneur, right, where you you, you can't hedge, right? Like, like yeah. this is like running a startup is. Uh, there are moments where you have to like say, no, I, I have, I'm, you know, I have high conviction about what I'm going to do, um, and if it requires me to go all in, I'm going to go all in. And we had really high conviction that um, taking control of the uh, decision process of the ability to decide who the tenant was going to be um, would allow us to automate that experience and make it better. Um, and so we, at the time, figured that you know the only way we could do that was by leasing it. And we found somebody who was willing to transact with us. And so we we went all in. But I but I'll tell you that <laughs> I I will never forget that drive because I remember just all of us like. You know, we're kind of just you know, realizing the significance of the decision because if we were wrong, like if, if it didn't work out or failed, like uh, you know, this whole journey that we spent all of 2016 building up to, you know, could have been over by by March. And Sean, with that, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's just to think about that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a risk you had to take. But with that fifty thousand dollars, I mean, what were you hoping to make off of that investment then in this lease? Um. I believe we were aiming to make about uh, around $4,000. Okay. So you're investing that much. You're thinking that this is the first one. We think we can make $4,000 off of this. To go back even a little bit too, to convince the person to get you that $50,000 lease, essentially buying that from them, 
uh, renting that from them. Like, what was the pitch for that? You said you were calling all different, all different, you know, landlords and everything. What was the pitch that, that sold it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we essentially uh, told that first client, we were like, look, um, I mean, we were very open, you know, very open from, from the beginning of the process. We were like, look, we're a startup. We just got into Y Combinator. We all live in this house. <laughs> we like, we gave her the address and told her you can come to the house and you can make sure that we're real. And she did. She, yeah. came, to, she came to the house and she saw, you know, our makeshift, um, you know, uh, dry erase boards plastered on the walls <laughs> and this manufactured desk that we made out of picnic tables in the middle of the living room. Um, you know, she, uh, so we told her, we we're like, look, we're super early, but fundamentally we think that we made the same pitch to her that, that really we made to, to Y Combinator and, uh, you know, it resonated. We said, look, we think that if a person can rent a house or rent an apartment in the same way that they now can get a taxi in the same way that they can order food, i.e., within a couple of minutes from their phone, that is going to create huge advantages for whoever's leasing to them. You're going to lease yeah. to them faster. You're going to uh, have a much higher uh, customer experience. And at the time, all we had was uh, uh, conjecture. All we had was you know concept at the time. But we argued and said, look, you can automate these decisions because you can look at these different financial factors and you can predict a certain uh, level or type of credit performance. So, you know, I think one, one core element of our pitch that, you know, we had to uh, sell her on and, and we have to sell a lot of landlords on is that, you know, you can actually automate the tenant decision because a lot of landlords have it in their mind that, they have to review, like they personally have to review that person's credit report or they have to review that person's um, pay stubs and they have to meet the person or you know, shake their hand. Um, and, and what we try to explain to landlords is that actually if you, if you look at the renter population, the very, 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 very vast majority of renters are actually really well performed, really uh, strong performers. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because, you know, in most people's minds, that, that expense for housing is the top priority, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to pay, pay my housing expense before I, you know, use any of my discretionary income on anything else. And so what we tried to show was, and, and what we pitched her on was, what you're going to have here is, is a scenario where you lease this apartment very fast because someone's able to uh, convert from being a prospect to being a tenant, all using our app. And you're going to have the same, if not better performance that you would have had if you did it manually yourself. Um, and, and so, you know, that was, that, I mean, that was the cell, the cell. Um, and I think after she, <laughs> after she came by the house and actually like realized that we weren't making this up, that we really were a startup just working outside of the, this uh little uh three bedroom uh she decided to give us a shot that's awesome and going from that then so you're going from that first time where you 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 have a secured with the the quiet car ride uh mm -hmm. to then the point of after you go through yc you get to 2018 and you end up raising 30 million dollars or so take me through 
the point of like YC and you know changing your business model essentially to then the point of having that big you know influx of cash and grow further like what was that growth during that year year and a half after YC well so uh, we spent like right after Y Combinator we spent a lot of that time fundraising because you know a big a big part of that that fundraise was uh, capital to fund leases so you know what we realized we realized fairly early on like okay we can do this and we can do it profitably. But we also realized that um, you know, using venture uh, equity or using venture capital dollars to you know, uh, buy leases, like it's not, you know, venture, venture capitalists inv- invest capital to get you know, 10x, 20x, 50x, 100x. Yeah. Um, venture equity is not really the right capital to use for financing that type of, uh, that type of transaction. So, you know, our right coming out of YC, you know, our first aim was let's raise our seed and let's now let's really hone the product build. And we really, really focused on uh, the the tenant experience. It was very high priority for us is how do we make sure that users have the ability to convert through this through this platform in a in a perfect world you know if you as a tenant want to lease through resi and you don't want to speak to anyone we want it to be possible that you can literally just do it fully automatically um and so we really focused on that and then following that we said okay well now parallel to actually building that that platform we also need to have a means to actually lease these apartments and we weren't going to use the the venture capital that we'd raised so um we were able to uh negotiate a you know a large financing facility that was you that was and is used to essentially backstop those leases uh so when we go out to a landlord as a partner um and we're leasing apartments from them that there's a capital backstop to uh finance those those leases um, and so that that process took most of 2017. Yeah. Um, it, it, like we really didn't complete all of that up until you know, call it fourth quarter of 20, uh, 2017. And then that's when we started to say, okay, now we're going to go look to uh, find landlord partners uh, to work with. And we started off with a couple of core landlord partners, and that and frankly, growing with those partners was majority of our activity through 18 and the first part of 19 and since then uh we've now had the ability to you know move move and grow uh beyond those anchors into other relationships as well but i'd say kind of top of mind in 2017 was we have to aggregate the capital 2018 was now we have to really learn how to lease at scale like you know, we conceptually did it for 5, 10, 15, 20 apartments. Now you have to learn how to do it for hundreds and then thousands, <laughs> right? So, yep. um, and, and so that was much of that effort. And I'd say for us now, a big, our big focus is, uh, you know, we think we've done a really good job on the tenant side. And now we're, uh, particularly during COVID, uh, spending a lot of time thinking about how we can uh, find, acquire, and start to work with an even larger set of, of landlord partners. We think our software, particularly in the COVID environment, is um, you know able to create a lot of opportunity and a lot of additional uh, uh, 
performance for landlords while still delivering a really good experience for tenants. Yeah, and going back to the tenant part, saying you've done a good job with that side so far. I mean, how were you acquiring tenants? How are they hearing about Resi in the first place then? Yeah. Um, so, and, and by the way, like <laughs> the subject of customer acquisition is something that like I, I could, we could talk hours on. I just think it's uh, <laughs> something that like every uh, every founder should obsess about. And yeah. frankly, I think I should have obsessed about, you know, much earlier than, uh, than I even did. Um, so what, you know, when we looked at how to best acquire uh, tenant clients, we, we decided that, you know, the best way to do it is meet them where they are. And so, you know, we found, you know, over 82% of tenants are finding their apartments uh, on some uh, ILS or internet listening service, uh, whether that's apartments.com or Zillow or Craigslist or some or a platform like that. So we decided fairly early on, we're going to show our apartments there. And then when that person is uh, visits the Resi platform, they're going to see a marked change in the typical user experience that they have. And so, you know, I can talk a little bit about yeah. how, you know, where those differences are. But a big focus on our tenant experience uh, is how do we keep you engaged uh, such that you have the ability to make decisions real time on what you want to do in regards to that apartment. So, you know, a really good example is, you know, I as a tenant see a resi apartment, and I say, hey, I'm interested in seeing that apartment. So early on, we're going to say we're going to send you uh, a response within seconds that says, hey, really happy that you love this apartment. Uh, if you'd like to uh, watch a video of it, if you'd like to do a 3D tour of it, if you'd like to tour it yourself, here's all of your options to do that really in seconds, right? If you have any questions, uh, feel free to chat with us directly. We have someone standing by to respond. That seemed, that responsiveness is fairly typical in most industries and is almost absent from the <laughs> rental market. It's almost entirely absent. Like I've, I've even to this day, sometimes just to kind of see what's out in the market, like I'll go and I'll click a link uh, of a listing that's, that's online and I'll, you know, uh, you know, indicate that I'm interested and I'll wait to see what the response times are. And many times I won't get a response for, you know, a day or two. And what people don't realize is that like your response, your response time can impact your ability to convert a lead by 50% within that first hour. Wow. Right. And so like you're this, this kind of honing and focus on how to keep that client and that lead engaged, uh, is missing in a lot of places in the rental real, uh, in uh, the real estate market, particularly in rentals. Um, and there's so much lost opportunity in that space. Um, but you know, that's, that's talking about the responsiveness. So let's talk about the tour. So, you know, if I'm interested in seeing an apartment, you know, many times, you know, if you're busy, if you have a career schedule and you're looking for an apartment, like most people, most people hate moving, right? Like yeah. we, we read a survey uh, recently and I talked about it in another uh, presentation I was doing that uh, moving was ranked higher than divorce as, <laughs> as one of the, as one of the you know, worst experiences that, that someone has to regularly uh, anticipate or potentially go through. Yeah, and it's, it's just because, yeah, it's a terrible experience, right? Because you're busy, you're working, you have a life. 
and yet you have to manage your schedule around someone else's schedule. Like, you know, if you have to engage an agent, they're going to tell you when they're free. You have to figure out when you're free. It's just another thing you have to think about. Um, well, you know, we wanted to solve that core problem. So one of the things we did was we said, all right, we're going to make uh, our touring completely schedulable. So you can schedule it um, on demand and you schedule it when it works for you. And when it works for you, go see the apartment. And you'll get a secure code that gives you access to the apartment. Um, and you'll have one of our agents who are you know, connected to you to answer any of your questions pre, during, or post. But again, how do we give you back that flexibility and give you back that control so you don't have to sit there and have a like have another element of your day-to-day -day that you have to stress about, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I, I, you know, I can keep talking about all, all the different pieces. I think the application process as well you know, not having to hand off your sensitive documents to someone you frankly don't know <laughs> and have, you know, rather than, uh, you know, being able to apply and get instantaneous decision, you know, again, each piece of that leasing experience and that uh, closing on an apartment experience very early on was top of mind. Like how do we innovate around each component so that you literally can go from, Hey, that apartment's interesting to, Oh, I'm going to go tour it tomorrow to, I'm going to lease it today. Like you can do all of that all on your own and all entirely free. Which, which is obviously a huge value add. And it's why you've gotten to this point so far. And you've, you seem to at least figured out, pretty much figured out that side of things to the point of the, the landlords. Then that's also a customer acquisition as well. How are you going yeah. about that side of things as well? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think landlord acquisition uh, is anybody who's in the rental uh, in the rental market, uh, I think knows <laughs> that landlord acquisition is one of the more, uh, you know, it's one of the more interesting uh, spaces to work on largely because I think particularly if you're a millennial and you started a company, you're, you're, you know, when you think of customer acquisition channels, you instantly start to go, okay, I'm going to acquire through Facebook. Um, you know, I'm going to acquire through, um, through Google um, or SEM or SEO. And what you have to, realize in running a real estate company um, is that, again, you have to meet your clients where they are. And so, you know, when we when we were very early on, uh, we used all of the tools that we thought or all of the channels that we thought were uh, pretty ubiquitous at that point. So we tested a bunch of Facebook ads. We tested a bunch of SEM and SEO. And what we found is actually we weren't converting that well. And then we, you know, over time, we've learned that actually we're able to engage landlords most successfully uh, using a, uh, a combination of uh, email and occasionally very, very highly targeted search. And that comes from you know, months and years, frankly, of channel <laughs> testing and iteration right. that, you, that you realize that, like, okay, how do you engage that landlord client? Well, first of all, they're not thinking about leasing apartments every single day of every single uh, or every single minute of every single day, right? Usually it's top of mind when they have a vacancy and, you know, you are going to be able to capture their interest in uh, pitching your service if you can identify exactly when that is. And so we invested an enormous amount of time and effort on predicting and, uh, and knowing when an apartment is vacant, and so in any city that we are that we operate in, we uh, you know have 
our research team has uh, spent a lot of time and effort in building uh, a data set that helps us meet landlords again where they are, we're going to start speaking to you and engaging with you when we know that we can help you. When you're thinking about, hey, I have to lease this apartment. I really want to lease it inside of a week, two weeks, uh, three weeks. Um, am I going to do it myself? Am I going to hire my property manager? Am I going to hire an agent? We want to meet you right then. The other 11 months of the year, you probably don't care. Yeah. Right? Because it's occupied. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, a combination of you know, really investing on, on uh, landlord targeting and understanding exactly you know, when that client is looking for that solution is a big effort and it's really key. And then from there, meeting them at the channel that they're most responsive to. And understanding that you, this is how you're reaching them, this is how you're getting in touch. Then once that materializes, how how these like partnerships set up? Is it like one year, two year, three year? I obviously, you need a lot of capital to make these happen. Like I'm curious on that side of things. How's that working on like the back end? Yeah, it depends. It really depends on the landlord relationship. And you know, coming out of COVID, we actually launched um, version of our service that is uh, principally software driven that doesn't provide um, a capital guarantee, okay. but lets landlords use our software and our tools. And, and we're we're more capable of doing that now than we were then because we have a lot of performance data to back up that our software <laughs> actually works. Like we can yeah. go out and say like, you know, in June we leased apartments at, you know, an eight day velocity where the market in New York was, you know, closer to 60 days in velocity. And we have that data going back months and months and months. So now we, back in 2017, we could only uh, guess, <laughs> say we think, <laughs> we think it's going to work. Now we have the ability to kind of point and say, no, look, you know, it's actually performing. Um, but you know, every landlord relationship is different. Some landlords want to do multi, want to do a multi-year lease with us. And some landlords just want to do, um, a listing agreement or a listing service with us where there is no capital guarantee. Um, and it, it really does vary based upon the segment of landlord that we're talking about. So if you're talking about, uh, mom and pop landlords versus you know, institutional landlords, which we have, you know, we have clients from both of those segments. Um, it really just varies. Yeah. And with these different segments and also thinking about how there are so many apartments in New York City, but then also yeah. looking around the country, how do you yeah. look at geographically or even just different markets that you want to get into as well then? Yeah. Yeah. So for us, we um, we targeted so we we targeted New York principally because, as you said, uh, you know, there's a really large rental population here. Um, and, you know, fairly substantial portion of the rental households in America are, are in New York, you know, just under 5%. Um, so we wanted to, we wanted to target, uh, New York cause we really wanted to, um, we figured if we could figure it, uh, I don't want to be corny and quote the old adage, but it really was, if you could make it here, you can make it anywhere. Like we kind of, really? <laughs> we, kind of we kind of figured like, all right, we, you know, if we could figure it out in New York, we could probably figure it out in other places. Um, I would say, you know, for us, identify the characteristics of a, of a target market for Resi, you know, first and foremost, there needs to be enough data that uh, we can collect and use to train our, uh, our systems around. So train our, trade our pricing models, trade our decisioning models, because if, if we don't have enough data, we can't really make uh, great predictions and, you know, Running Resi has, has a, a lot to do with being able to predict price, leasing velocity, um, credit performance, et cetera. And so we 
we need a rich source of data in order to uh, be able to make uh, those types of decision automated. Uh, and so that tends to lean towards uh, metropolitan areas. Um, typically, we're talking about uh, areas that um, have fairly large amount of its renter population are in the kind of 18 to 35 segment. And that reason is because, um, you know, we're really aiming to build that rental relationship from the moment you, you know, move to that city, whether it's for school or maybe you just graduated, all the way until the, the point where you're more statistically likely to become a homeowner. We want to have that rental relationship throughout. Um, yeah. So that's a key strategic priority for us. Um, but, you know, once you meet those two criteria, we're really, uh, you know, every market in, in uh, the U.S. And, and beyond is you know, a potential market for us. It's really just focusing on a strategic rollout. And it's made a lot of strategic sense for us to build our footprint in New York over the last couple of years. Um, and that'll, you know, we'll start to expand beyond that in the not too distant future. Yeah, and you mentioned kind of with the technology helping figure out the pricing model, those sorts of things as well. And obviously, the business from the very beginning evolves like pretty quickly. Yeah. The business model today, like behind Resi, what does that look like now? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we want the leasing experience to be entirely free for tenants. So we we don't charge tenants fees, we don't charge application fees um, or broker fees. Um, for our landlord clients, what we aim to do is you know, we want to charge you a success fee. So if you're not successful on Resi, i.e. if we don't lease your apartment in the target timeline that we said we could, uh, then you're never, you're never going to pay us anything. Um, the, you know, typically for our listing service, we're going to be charging uh, about half of the growing rate of the going rate. So going rate for tenant placement, um, you know, can be anywhere from you know, seven to 10% of annual rent. Um, and in most cases, we're going to be, you know, probably closer to four or five percent on the listing side. And then on the master leasing side uh, or the guarantee business, um, you know, we it really does vary because, it, you know, it depends on the type of uh, relationship we have with the landlord. If we're leasing one apartment, our pricing is typically going to be meaningfully different than if we're leasing you know, an entire building <laughs> yeah. with, some, with some of our landlord clients. You know, they'll say to us, look, we built this building and we want you guys to lease it for the next three years. Um, and, that sort of, yeah. and yeah, and that sort of relationship, it, it, the, the pricing is very different. So it really does uh, vary. On that I, yeah, totally. And, and, and what is kind of the grand vision with Resi just looking forward? Yeah. So, you know, I would say um, I would say twofold. So our mission from the very beginning has been to build a company that can be an example of, or that can create an example of how housing should work in, in the U.S. and uh, beyond in, in the future. We, you know, are, I, I always come back to this core principle and core concept around access to housing because, um, you know, in my view, access is, is, a, is a very big word, right? It, it, it means that you should be able to get access to housing um, that's affordable, that's fair, that doesn't discriminate against you uh, for any reason, um, and that doesn't have, uh, you know, um, fictional or uh, contrived boundaries that are created. And a, and a lot of the housing market has that. A lot of the housing market um, is unfortunately blighted or plagued by 
um, you know, lack of access for those reasons. And so, you know, the company's goal is to be uh, you know, first national and be able to participate in uh, you know, 25 major metros within the next five years. Beyond that goal, though, beyond that very you know, tactical and specific goal, I think I want Resi to show the rest of the real estate market uh, a path towards automation and yeah. show that actually that by automating these experiences and um, you know, really creating access to the general population, it's going to lead to better financial performance uh, for landlords. And it's going to lead to a fairer rental market, right? Um, yeah. You know, we 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 know that you know landlords by definition are investors, and investors need uh, to make a return, and they need to make their decisions based upon what uh, you know what is in their financial interest. We think that creating uh, this user experience for tenants and creating access to housing via this this mechanism of full automation of the process not only creates an awesome user experience for tenants, it also means, you know, uh, better financial performance for landlords. And, and every single transaction that we do is proof of that. Um, and so, you know, ideally, not only are we able to uh, expand the company's footprint, but we're also uh, able to start a conversation and lead a trend towards this, uh, you know, this automation of, of, uh, of access to housing. And and with that, you've made a lot of progress towards that, obviously, uh, in the last number of years and, and done, done a lot. And you're a first time founder, person of color. What have been the biggest lessons in this entrepreneurial journey the last few years here, Sean? Oh, man, we need a whole other podcast for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I could be long winded too, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, listen, uh, I would say... Look, I, I think I think starting a company is among the most uh, difficult, uh, challenging, and immensely rewarding things that you can do. Um, I you know still wake up every morning and, and think to myself like I can't believe I'm I'm actually here doing this. Like yeah. you know, I'm running a company um, where you know building our business and. We're actually changing something really significant. Like I know when my clients are uh, you know, through using our service that they're better off. Um, I would say the biggest one of the biggest things I've learned is how you have to be you know, relentless in the in the in the pursuit of of like surviving that yeah. business business. Uh, or running a business is, is an experience that will throw you through a lot of different uh, you know, curveballs. Will give you a lot of tosses and turns. You know, when COVID hit back in March, we we had a game plan for the second quarter of uh, of this year, and instantly I re I realized, okay, well, none of us are leaving our homes for maybe the rest of the year. Yeah, um, and we had to completely change the game plan. Uh, and I think that knowing that you can't uh, say stagnant on a decision, you can't just lock in, you have to be responsive, you have to iterate. Um, 
it is one of the most difficult elements of this job, but it's also one of the most rewarding elements. And I, I think it's a uh, core, core thing that I learned time and time again. And then the only other thing, you know, the only other thing that I'll mention is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, success will come if you make something uh, that uh, people really want to use. Right. Uh, that's and that's a that's a YC axiom, right? Make something people love, um, and it's and it's fundamentally true that at the end of the day, if you make something that people really want, um, you know, everything else kind of will fall into place. Yeah, and obviously you're doing just that. And where can people go to learn more about you and all that you're working on with Resi? Uh, well, you know, first and foremost, go to you know rentresi.com. Um, we also have a you know Resi blog hosted on Medium. Um, but yeah, we are. Uh, we are actively trying to transform the way people rent apartments and by doing so, uh, the way people access housing. And uh, I think in any place where we have an opportunity like this to talk about it, we will. Sean, th- this could have easily been uh, like three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> there's, so many, yeah. there's so many questions. Uh, we may have to do a follow-up at some point around too. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. The Weekly Grind, which is my weekly newsletter, comes out every single Friday. You can find it at justgogrind.com slash newsletter. This is filled with tips, tools, and strategies for growing your business. If you want to know how to launch a business, how to grow it, how to get it off the ground, find employees, all these different things. There's a few tips, tools, and strategies every single week I deliver right to you justgrind.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.